Hello dear listeners welcome back to Grief Untangled we are going to continue our season in which we have invited various grief educators from different part of the world and today we have one such amazing grief educator all all the way coming from Arizona US i would like to start with shortly introducing her and her name is Andrea and Andrea is a founder of Autumn Wins coaching and is a certified grief educator and a trauma and a resilience coach after experiencing a miscarriage during her first pregnancy she, she actually set out to become a grief support provider that she and her husband needed at their difficult time she guides anyone who has been impacted by grief loss through their unique grief journey so that's basically a very short introduction and i would i would actually bring andrea now on the stage Thank you Andrea for coming on to our show and I warmly welcome you for this episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So, Andrea, um how have you been today? <laughs> Oh, great. Um yeah, so it's morning over here for me. So, I just got back from dropping my son off at school and so this is this is the kickoff to my day. So, I'm excited. <laughs> right. And I'm looking forward to going to bed just after this call. So, I'm right <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the world. So, yep, we're on very different timelines right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, let's give it a start, Andrea. So, um of course, we are here for a very specific topic that we want to discuss right grief and resilience and you talk about resilience as well which which i also in you know in my positioning i talk about a resilience a lot right i would like to start asking you start with with this first question basically you know and the most important question i think is what is your grief story what is your story right um so so i've had a quite a few different um grief experiences in my life but the the one that has really given me purpose behind uh becoming a grief educator is my first pregnancy ending in miscarriage yes. um yeah it was and it has been such a multifaceted grief journey um with so many unexpected turns so the most traumatic part for me was the miscarriage itself and the aftermath for the following couple months um Yeah. But then my grief turned into something else completely when mm-hmm. I became pregnant with my son and has evolved so many times over the years in different forms. Um okay. yeah, so since my husband and I were one of the last ones in our friend group to get pregnant, I knew about the possibility of miscarriage. So I feel like I was prepared more than most people. Mm-hmm. Um but nothing really prepares you for going through it and I Yeah, no. And I quickly learned that most everyone around us weren't prepared either and um even medical staff. So, um so that's kind of why I set out on the journey that I set out on to become a grief educator and just um be there for the people that are going through this and experiencing it so they don't feel like they have to go through it alone. Um and also just educate people on on what it is and hopefully also um you know get in touch with medical providers and um medical staff and you know just kind of tell my story and 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 hope they hear it. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah i can it's a very sensitive topic you know this pregnancy loss uh, yeah definitely so how many years back uh, is that uh, loss that you had so that was um 8 years actually coming up on uh 9 years ago now 9 years ago mm-hmm. and i think uh, that that is still impacting you that is still has an effect on you and that is still driving you the what you are doing so we can imagine you know that short period that you had you know the pregnancy period and so it is now driving your purpose behind you so i can see that you know uh every loss can have a meaning behind it and probably that's what the meaning that you are you are looking for right so that brings me to the next question uh, andrea so why do you think there is this need specific need you know mainly because you are mainly working with uh, women and uh, you know her family is going through pregnancy and miscarriage uh, you know loss right so why do you think there is a need for that right i understand that definitely this loss is very different but how this loss is different than any other kind of a loss yeah so um overall we have become such a grief illiterate society like so much so that people don't know how to navigate their grief in yes. the face of death or tragedy and people's support systems don't know how to help them through their grief so we're all kind of out here winging it <laughs> Yes. Um and so that's where you know I feel like grief educators come in is um and grief coaches and trauma coaches is is um a lot of us have become you know you're like yourself included a lot of us have become grief um educators and coaches uh because we have experienced something and we we do get it you know we do understand. Do yes. Mhm. And yeah. um in terms of pregnancy loss there's been such a stifling taboo on the topic that the person or the couple experiencing the miscarriage feels like they're going through it completely alone mm-hmm. um in my experience i was lucky enough to have a wonderful support system in my husband and my family um but after the initial support wears off and people move on you're like well i'm still hurting yeah i'm still angry i'm still triggered um and i don't know what to do and so at that point i i really feel like i mean at any point grief educators and grief coaches can come in but i really feel that's the point where when people's support systems start to move Wait on up. with their lives yeah. yeah yeah and you know the help and support kind of starts to dwindle um you know that's where i really want to be there to support people who are in that space um because i remember when i was in that space i just didn't know what to do and i didn't yeah. know where to go um absolutely and then you know there's also the it's kind of a harsh but honest truth is nobody really knows what you're going through unless they've gone through it themselves um very true so unless they've had that shared experience they can't fully understand and um oftentimes they will say or do really hurtful things um yeah and unknowingly most of the times unknowingly yeah, yeah. and uh, you know a lot of the times i give people the benefit of the doubt um that a lot of times it's coming from a place of just uh not knowing what to do not knowing yeah. what to say um or they say something um they think is out of love or they think is helpful Benson, and it yeah. actually yeah and it, in fact it 
it isn't. And so there's a lot yeah. of terms and a lot of phrases, especially when it comes to miscarriage and pregnancy loss that people say to um, the grieving parent that, you know, again, giving the benefit of the doubt that they might think is helpful and it is absolutely not helpful. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes there is also a timeline uh, no, that they subconsciously believe that, okay, this is the time. And I think after this time, uh, normally uh, they should be fine, but it is not a timeline that everyone follows, right? Everyone has their own grief timeline, right? And uh, they can't be judged with the same kind of, uh, you know, uh, measuring tape, you know, uh, the timeline for the timeline. So, uh, and that's where they say and do things sometimes out of concern, sometimes, uh, you know, out of just uh, not aware of what to say. They say some things which, 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 which do hurt. So, yes, definitely. And uh, yeah, and this kind of thing is, is also very common uh, in different other type of losses, which is also quite evident in the pregnancy loss and uh, and the miscarriage you know some some kind of things like you know you can always have a next time and all those things like you know uh, this might be the typical things right that you might be hearing and sometimes they don't want to hear the mother does not want to hear that right i can very well understand that yeah yeah thanks thanks for elaborating that uh, andrea so um you know um we also touched upon this actually, you know, the typical thing, you know, what is associated with a miscarriage or a pregnancy loss. And, you know, we have also, you know, our grief educator program, David talks about, you know, uh, ambiguous loss, right? And can you explain our, uh, you know, our listeners about how, what is an ambiguous loss and how, how is actually pregnancy or a miscarriage loss is, comes under that category or so? Yeah. Um... Of course, yeah. So ambiguous grief and ambiguous loss um, is basically the concept that is any type of grief that feels unresolved, um, that doesn't have closure. And so a lot of time this this is associated with miscarriage and pregnancy loss because um, you there was, I mean, you didn't get to meet the baby um, a lot of times. Um, depending on the situation or how early it was, um, there's no funeral, there's no ceremony, yeah. there's no, there's just no closure. Yeah. And um, so, so the parent themselves, you know, the mother and the or the father or both, you know, they're going through this. You know, they they might even question like, wow, is should I be feeling bad about this because? You know, they they weren't even really here, they weren't born, you know, and so the the lost parent themselves has these questions. And so mm. they're experiencing this, um, experiencing ambiguous grief. But a lot of the time I see it um, coming out kind of and manifesting through their support systems. So, mm. you know, their friends, families, uh, family, loved ones. Um, I think that's the hardest thing for people to understand is that just because they had a miscarriage, it doesn't mean that it's not that big of a deal. Hmm. And so I think a lot of people don't understand that concept. So I see ambiguous grief and, um, you know, it's, uh, the, it's process coming out in the support system. And again, that's where they can really say insensitive and hurtful things, you know, like, um, 
you should move on already or yeah you should be grateful for you know whatever you should be grateful for the kid that you do have or you should be grateful for whatever you know yeah um which those kinds of statements completely dismiss the parents feelings so um that's where i tend to see ambiguous grief coming out a lot because the parent the lost parent usually lands on um you know what no this is a big deal this this is a big deal um and i want to i want to honor this loss and i want to you know i want to grieve this properly what happens is it's really hard with this type of ambiguous grief is when a lot of people in your support system um don't feel the same way um and so sometimes again sometimes it comes out of a place of love of you know where a family member what might want to just see you get better they they don't they don't want to see you sad anymore they don't want to see you um you know depressed if you're if you're not getting out of bed or if you're not getting back to work you know they want to see you kind of getting back to to the life you had yeah yeah um and they don't realize that um there really isn't going back to that you know it's just it's it's living a completely new normal um and so that's what that's what i like to do as a grief educator is um you know kind of come in and help those family members um kind of realize that and say like you said there's no timeline for this yeah um there's yeah there's no rushing uh the grief process um and you know just kind of helping them see that just because you didn't see the baby or you didn't have any closure um doesn't mean they feel the same way and Mm. um so yeah so that's where i see a lot of ambiguous grief coming to play yeah and yeah it is also very hard to see because as as exactly you mentioned right there is sometimes uh you know no funeral or no body that you know so so it's hard to see why it is such a grief right you know that's what uh, and you also mentioned about you know the things that people say you know one of the thing that you know because i we also went in in our marriage one miscarriage uh which was at a very early uh, uh you know part of the pregnancy uh but but yes we also heard like things like you know many many couples face this these days so it is not a big deal but you don't want to be among those many right you never want to be among those many uh so that's why it hurts right so but yeah that that that's that's what you know i i just got reminded about my my uh, experience with uh, you know with the miscarriage that we had uh, long back uh, was around 2014 or so somewhere around but yes all right um so my next question to you andrea is this uh, you know how can we have a how can we build a support system you know for this specific loss because it is a very very common loss but it is it is a reality it is a common loss and there is a lot of grief involved as well in it you know not only mother but also father okay so how can we have a a support system for this particular loss so that people are able to you know are 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 enough supported during this during this journey so that it does not affect their overall life and later on and pregnancies that follow 
right? So what do you um, think yes. about that? Yeah, so um, I think the most important thing is that um, we just need to be able to provide a space where they can feel comfortable to open up and get vulnerable about their loss um, and connect with people um, like myself or other lost parents who understand what they're going through. Um, right now, I'm seeing a lot of uh, men talking about their um, partner's miscarriage experiences and they're starting podcasts about it and, and they're opening up about it. And I think that's amazing because um, while we focus a lot, you know, on the mother, um, the father, you know, like you just mentioned, you yeah. know, uh, is going through it too, you know, and they might have um, their experiences a little bit different. Um, and it, you know, that's just the, the way it, it, it works, you know, and so um, I also like to help guide um, fathers, lost fathers through this as well, because um, they're often, you know, thinking that, oh, I need to be, I need to be strong. I need to be, you know, I need to stuff this down. Um, you know, I need to take care of her. And yeah. then, and then that, that grief is never recognized and never processed. Yeah. Never processed. Um, so I think, um, yeah, so step one is just kind of just creating that space, you know, wherever that is for you, um, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's joining a group, whether it's finding a, a grief coach um, or a therapist or possibly even a trauma therapist. Yeah. Um, so it just is is on that on that scale. And then for their support system, like if you're if you're a person in their personal lives, you know, if you're a friend or family member, or loved one, or coworker, possibly. Um, you know, how do you show up for them? So, yeah. based on your relationship, um, it depends. You know how you show up, but the but my message is always the same for for the support system: is just be there, just show up. <laughs> just show up. Um, yeah. Just yeah, because I hear a lot of times where. Um, people are like, oh, I didn't know what to say and I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to bring it up. You know, we went out, uh, we went out to dinner or I saw them here, or I saw them there and I didn't want to ruin their day by mm, asking by talking about, about it. it. Asking about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't want fear. to bring it up. Yeah. And so there's just, um, which is understandable because you as a loved one or a friend, you don't want to make them feel bad, right? Like you, you don't want to be the one that brings on the tears and the, you know, um, yeah. but my advice is always, you know, again, based on your relationship and, and where you are, but my advice is always like, always if, when the opportunity is presented, um, bring it up, ask how they're doing, um, check in on them, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And like, if you're a really close friend or family member, uh, you know, text them and say, Hey, have you, have you eaten dinner yet? You know, I'll, um, I'll swing by and pick something up and stop by. Or, um, another thing I like is to give them options, you know, like, Hey, tomorrow I'm free. Um, mm. do you want to go out for lunch? Do you want to just watch a movie and eat popcorn, you know, yeah. or, yeah. uh, do you want me to come over and drop off food on your doorstep and leave, you know, kind of just give them like two or three options to choose from. And, um, they might say no and that's and fine. That's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. But chances are, they're not going to say no. Chances are 
they're going to take you up on one of those offers. And, um, and it just, and it means so much for people to just show up and, and be there. So that's my main advice is, is, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a grief educator or a grief coach to create that space. If you're in that person's life, um, uh, just, you know, show up text, um, calling usually isn't preferred it, but if you text and say, Hey, you know what? I'm thinking about you today. Um, I'm just wondering how you're doing. Yeah. Um, and that just goes such a long way. So, yeah. um, and then also I just think on a grand scale to build a support system, we just need to let go of this idea of talking about death or loss or grief is icky or taboo. Like we really just need to, as a culture, get rid of this idea of it's something we shouldn't talk about. It's something that, you know, we should leave alone. And, um, so I just think on a, on a bigger scale, um, we all just kind of need to get back in touch with that. And, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not icky. It's not taboo. It's something that everyone at some point in their lives will experience. And, um, yeah. And it's a shared experience. I mean, everyone's going to, going to have different ones or go through different things. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just don't shy away from it. Don't shy away from the topic. Yeah. 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 And I was also thinking about, you know, when you said, you know, they, people, uh, you know, they hesitate to actually bring this topic because they think that if I bring this topic, they will, so you will remind them, but that is not true. There is, there is no point that we have forgotten about it, right? So it, it is never going to be the case that because you talked about it, you know, that person got reminded about the grief. It is never like that because it is never off from their mind. It is just that it is not being shown or it is not visible on their face at that point of time. But in the back of the mind, it is always there, right? So exactly. if there is an opportunity and if you can just speak and give some kind words you know and just a support few words are i think take a long way right so Mm -hmm. yeah and i think also uh in in this work especially in the miscarriage and pregnancy loss there is you know i've seen other coaches also and you know there's a lot of scope in working in a community right uh you know bringing all those grievers into a community so that they can support each other well uh, how about have you thought about that or are you working or yourself like on this kind of a model or something like that? Yeah, so so far I've um, been one on one working with my clients. Um, and so I yeah, that's something I definitely want to do. I am thinking about I am talking um, to a couple people about uh, doing a, you know, a, a group uh, grief circle, um, a group grief meet group grief meeting. Um, so yeah, some of those things are in the works and then, um, you know, because I do, that's one of the one things that did help me is that when I did get to that point where I didn't know where else to turn, I didn't know, uh, you know, who could help me. I did find a group, um, of, of women. And then we kind of created, uh, our own Facebook group. So it was a small, it was probably like 40, 50 of us. Um, who had just experienced a miscarriage. And then we stayed together for a long time and we just 
we were there for each other. If people posted they were having a tough day, we were there. If people posted yeah, questions, exactly. yeah. you know, we were there. So yeah, that that sense of community is 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 huge. So yes, that's it's definitely huge. something yeah. that's that's that I would like to do, and it's yeah. in the future plans for me. Yeah, something like how David is doing as well, right? In a in a community, you know, having some touch points in the week uh, during a week or so. Uh, so yeah, I think you can impact and uh, more you know more people have a bigger impact with your work that you're doing with that model also so wonderful mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um you know um so one more question that i have for you is you know uh there is often that is being you know talked about and we think about you know the, what is the impact of this loss the pregnancy loss or the miscarriage loss on the future pregnancies that happen how, what do you see in your when you work with clients and what impact what emotional impact is there a, a fear kind of a thing that you observe or something like that yeah so um it happened with me and i do see it with my clients as well it can alter um, pregnancy after loss can alter so much about what you thought your pregnancy was going to look like so um for example like rather than being happy to see a pregnancy test, you're scared or Mm. indifferent about it. Um, And rather than telling everyone about your pregnancy right away, you wait a little bit longer than you did before. Yeah. Or, you know, you're afraid if you don't feel any movement, you're just, your mind just goes to, uh, my baby died. You know, um, it, it's just, it kind of just jumps all of the other options and goes straight to, yeah and straight to the the worst case and then yeah yeah and stuff like you know you don't start decorating the nursery until you're almost you know giving birth um just a lot of stuff like that i think the biggest thing for me was feeling a little bit of guilt of about not having the pregnancy i thought i would have um and guilt for assuming the worst a lot of the times um so there's just so many emotions like you said the fear and the anxiety and um you know is something going to happen is there something that i'm going to do Mm. that is is going to cause another miscarriage is that you know there's just pregnancy after loss is there's there's rarely any relaxing in any part of it because you constantly have to ask yourself in everything that you do in your daily life is this going to have a negative impact on my pregnancy? Is this going to have a negative impact on my baby? And so you really can't, I mean, at least I know it was in my, in my situation and a lot of other women's situations. Um, it is really difficult to just sit back and enjoy. (laughs) And I did have to incorporate that. Um, and I tried quite a bit to say, you know what, um, I'm just going to enjoy this moment. You know, I'm going to um, recognize like how wonderful this is. And so, you know, the just reminder of, of um, you know, instilling those moments of, of joy and gratefulness yeah. as you're going through it, um, while also recognizing that the fear and the anxiety is a normal feeling you know and you know yeah and i what i like to tell people is like you're not going crazy (laughs) you're not you know because from the outside um people will be like really like why did you 
you know, you're not, you're not going to have any deli meat. Like you're not going to eat any deli meat for, for the, your entire pregnancy. And to them, it just doesn't make any sense to them. Yeah. It seems like really extreme. It's extreme. Stuff, um, yeah. Um, whereas, as, um, what I like to tell, to, to, to tell people is, um, you're not crazy that, yeah. and no matter if other people kind of, they don't understand and they have that perception, um, it's a totally normal thing to do. Like you have experienced something traumatic and, and you're afraid that it's going to happen again. You're going to be thinking, um, this type of a way. And so, yeah. uh, it very much impacts, you know, following pregnancies and, um, and so, yeah, I just like to put it out there of like, I get it. I understand those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, but, um, what I do is I, I coach people into, um, how to process those, how to process them. And then yeah. also how to work in the joy and work in yeah. the gratitude along the way. Yeah. So don't get basically flown into that, those kind of a fear instead of that, recognize that fear that, that it is there, but work it out in a positive direction. That's how probably, so that's where maybe your help as a coach is needed also for not only just after the loss, but maybe also before and during the next pregnancy, right? As a coach, because some people might, you know, feel it a bit more traumatic than others, right? So, so I think there is definitely uh, a lot of help needed in that, that space as well, you know, when the following pregnancy happens. So, yeah, I think a lot of uh, interesting things, you know, it's a different, uh, it's a different kind of a loss than, you know, than any other loss that we have on our uh, you know, list of losses, personal losses, right? So it's a very different kind of a loss and a unique one as well. So wonderful. Uh, uh, so one final question, if suppose our listeners would like to reach out to you, they would like to work with you, you know, so what is the best way to reach out to you? If you can share that, and I will also put that in our channel episode description. So it's nothing that can be missed. Sure. Yeah. So um, on social media, you can find me. Um, I'm Autumn Wins Coaching. And so if you can, uh, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I'm on um, probably the most. So if you wanted to message me there, I'm I'm happy to to get your message there um also my website autumnwindscoaching.com and you can also email me at info at autumnwindscoaching.com uh, so lots of ways you can reach me and Many you know, ways, i'd be yes. happy to yeah i'd happy to chat with anyone who feels they need support okay, right so the primary way is the instagram the email and the website right where you are most reachable right so mm -hmm. i'll put that in the episode link uh, that's not to worry about that and our listeners can definitely look at that all right so that was it thank you so much andrea for um, for for coming on in our show you know this discussion was really valuable put a lot of insight on a different loss we hadn't had uh, a discussion about this kind of a loss it's a unique loss right so wonderful to have you and i hope to bring you on next time and other <laughs> chat so it was wonderful to have you thank yeah. you so much i thank you so much for having me it is great chatting with you as always <laughs> yes thank you thank you